Ho! Happy New Year, everybody! Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. We have no guests this week, so we want to say, and it's such a crazy, diverse, crazy, like, I don't know, detrimental, fucking, uh, divi- divided country we are it right is. now. So, um, just be nice to each other. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's just really smile, not. Just smile, love each other, do something nice for somebody for no reason at all other than to do something nice. And, uh, cause that shit at the Capitol this week it was, was scary. It was very scary. Okay, we don't, I mean, I get that the country is divided, guys, but come on, man. Yeah. Peace and love. Peace exactly. and love. Okay? Exactly. 12 days away from uh, exchange of power, so stay tuned for that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane. But we just want to say peace, love, and happiness to everyone out there. We appreciate all of our listeners. We hope you guys had a nice two weeks, Christmas, New Year's, all that good stuff. Hope you guys stayed safe. But yeah, man, stay happy. Be happy. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. But now, let's get a little crazy. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 144. Yes, and this one is a weird one because it's a first and a last. And a last. It's our first episode of the new year, 2021, right? Yes. And it's our final episode of our third season. Yeah. Next week, we start year four of the podcast. Absolutely insane. I mean, it's we talk about it all the time. I mean, it's crazy that we've had this many number of episodes, but to be thinking about it, like we've done it for four years, that's wow. Yeah, it's so incredible. And all because of you guys. Yeah, seriously. I mean, we wouldn't be around for three years going into four years if not for you guys listening. Exactly. I mean, and all the amazing guests that we've had on, all of the amazing talent, and just thank you so much. We're so excited to bring you the fourth year coming up it's going to be amazing definitely so. definitely and i mean you guys know your host with the most myself jlo fantastic and the one and only mouth what's man, up oh man we got a lot to talk about this week uh covid has definitely impacted the entertainment mm. industry i mean there's supposed to be a new strain going around so yeah. i mean people are kind of holding off kind of holding off we got some more dc drama we got some more <laughs> dc drama um some exciting things with marvel some i don't know if anybody has seen but some new stuff for marvel is on disney plus right yeah, now so, so be sure to check that out after the show and of course before we get this thing started be sure to head over to our website www.crazyantmedia.com where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear we have a new year's bonk up there right yes, now we do but stay tuned next week we got something brand new for you i mean mickey has many that's our tease yep mickey has many yep yep so it's going to be – you're going to love it. <laughs> you are. She's beautiful. She looks fantastic. She does. She just – wait. Just yeah, wait. Just wait on it. Just wait on <laughs> it. But like we talked about, COVID is impacting everything yeah. and everybody right now. I mean with another spike surge happening in the cold weather, I mean things are about to shut back down, especially in L.A. Um, it's once again at a standstill. They, they did this because – they saw a recent increase in deaths, so they were like, okay, guys, let's just extend this winter break a little bit longer and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane. There, it seems like every day in L.A. they're talking about they break the record for the most yeah. cases or the most deaths or the most hospital beds taken, and it's just uh, – I, 
I saw that they've kind of instituted a new travel ban. They don't want you in the state unless you're absolutely a, an essential pro- to travel more than 120 miles from your home. Yeah. They want you to stay in your home. They're now telling people not to come into the state, not to leave the state. So, I mean, are, are entertainment workers essential? Because, I mean, like that could put some – a lot of them are fleeing to Vancouver to work. Yeah. So if now you're saying, "Hey, we don't want you to leave the state. We want, you know, we don't want you to travel." That that could put a damper on things. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really scary, especially the production side. Like they don't really have the availability no. to up and move somewhere to go find more work. They have families. Like they have all this responsibility where they live, and most of that is in LA. So it's absolutely terrifying. Right now, they postponed it a few weeks, like I said, till the end of January instead of at the beginning beginning of january so hopefully they can come back at the end of january and get the ball rolling again because everybody needs to work yep and we've got some news on it coming about some of the shows that that are like halted that weren't halted but are halted so stay tuned i mean just it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy now heading over to the juggernaut itself Disney, the Mouse House, a Disney veteran, Ricky Strauss, uh, is one of the key executives that launched Disney Plus. And guess what? He's out. He's leaving. I mean, I was surprised by this. Me too. Nine years he's been with Disney. Like, that's insane. And and was like responsible for the marketing, I guess, for the Disney parks prior to Mm. to moving to the the streaming part of it and helping launch, you know, Disney Plus. So, what? Yeah. Of course, this is coming on the heels of the restructuring of the streaming division. I guess he didn't want the added responsibility yeah. for, for, you know, being in charge of the content of, like, three different, you yeah, know, streamers. Hulu, so. Disney Plus, like, ESPN it, Plus, yeah. like, he's so, going to be over all of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. He came from Fox, so he had a long tenure at Fox, so it kind of just merged into Disney. But, yeah, now everything is kind of up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of key executives that have been moving around at Disney, so... I mean, you know, you know, um, who is being promoted? Joe Early? Oh, uh, yeah. Executive Vice President of Marketing for yeah. Disney Plus is being promoted into that spot. So I guess he's okay with the extra yeah. responsibility. Um, what Also, Brian Henderson, who oversees Hulu content uh, curation, he's going to stay there uh, and report still to Kelly Campbell, who's the president of Hulu. Yeah. So um, – but it's just constant shifting, man. It's just constant shifting. So Yeah, and I mean, speaking of that, they also promoted Tony Chambers to Executive Vice President of Theatrical Distribution. Yeah. Um, Chambers will report to Justin Connolly, uh, the president of Platform Distribution, and uh, Connolly reports to Daniel. Uh, Chambers, now his duties are going to fucking, like, cover all of their bases basically of all these different mega franchises that they have take part in like i mean walt disney animation pixar animation marvel studios lucasfilm uh 20th century studios blue sky studios searchlight pictures basically anything that disney is releasing theatrical this guy is going to be overseeing and this is you know a shit show yeah like like this was thrown into a hey congratulations on your promotion but who wants to be in charge of film distribution theatrically when the entire focus of the company is all about streaming streaming. you don't know if theaters are going to open you if they do how many screens will be available or this is not a job i would have been like excited to take yeah um so good luck 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe he was happy, but three weeks into it, he's going to be like, Buck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe he's a confident guy. Maybe he's Hopefully. like, I can do this. I got this. We'll save theater. Uh, uh, more power to you, man. We're we're hoping for it. Just like, you know, it's, it's, crazy. it's crazy. This next one, guys, super excited because I watched it. You don't watch until after we're done with the show. But I watched it. Marvel, guys, finally has stuff on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. No more promos, no more commercials. They finally dropped new stuff. Marvel Studios Legends. Legends. The first two episodes dropped today. Available today. This is what I love. They're short episodes. About seven, ten minutes each. Okay? And the purpose of this show is to reintroduce you to characters and highlight them and tell you their history in the MCU to set you up for the Disney Plus series that are coming. So you can guess episodes one and two, Scarlet Witch and Vision to set you up and reintroduce you, remind you for WandaVision coming next week. It's such a good thing too because with so many characters in like the cinematic universe, you forget about a lot of storyline that happens to a specific character, yeah. especially if you're not a comic book geek like yourself. So <laughs> to go back and be able to just watch this, just like a recap of this character storyline, like yeah. that's going to be so helpful for like all the fans out there who, like I said, kind of forgot about some things. Yeah, definitely. And and what I loved about the the Wanda one with Scarlet Witch one is. They remind you in this little 10-minute episode there just how fucking powerful she is. Yeah. You know, because everybody's badass. talking about we're about to find out in Phase 4 that, that Wanda's the most powerful in the MCU. Yeah. Right? Forget Captain Marvel. Forget Wanda is. And they kind of tease that in this little episode. So yeah. uh, you guys are going to love it. And then, like I said, WandaVision next week. Woo! Yeah. It's not all, though, about Marvel. No. Right? No, man. Frig- I'm super excited about this because Star Wars and Marvel, they – they're very close right now. A lot of people are working on this, like projects for both big franchises. Yes. Like we've talked about before, Kev- Kevin Feige does have a Star Wars film that he has in development. But more exciting news with that is a huge step forward uh, with the Loki executive producer and writer Michael Waldron, yes. Waldron, uh, I was practicing that off Yeah, air. no, you did. Uh, um, signed on to write the screen for a play for kevin feige's star wars film yes this is fucking badass because he is also writing the doctor strange and the multiverse of madness as well i mean it makes total sense to me if you're kevin feige and you have built the empire known as the mcu and marvel studios right if you're gonna make the shift to star wars at least uh, temporarily or whatever you're gonna want to surround yourself with people you know exactly people you're comfortable with right so bring marvel people (laughs) like so that makes total sense to me plus like you said, he's writing the new Doctor Strange multiverse, right? Yeah. So he's familiar with writing multiple, you know, worlds and multiple, you know, universes, and it makes total sense because Star Wars is just that. So you need exactly. a guy that's familiar with coming into a, a, a an extended universe. Exactly. If you so it makes a, sense. A storyline with so many different planets, that so many different characters that we have just not touched on yet. So it's a brilliant move by Disney and Kevin Feige. So I'm super happy because I mean, Star Wars had a little drought out there for a while they did i mean they take huge long gaps which it looks like that's over now uh, oh thank goodness but i mean don't get me wrong i love star wars but marvel can teach star wars a thing or two 
Oh, without doubt. Without doubt. Without doubt. And, and I mean, I, th- I, I wouldn't be shocked to find out if we ever learn that, that Favreau was responsible for dragging Feige into <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, he's you probably know, got him on a text chain. Yeah, because, like, you know, I mean, Feige trusted Favreau. Favreau launched the MCU. They've been pretty fucking successful together, so I wouldn't doubt that maybe Favreau said, come try Star Wars. Like, come on. It's fun. What What was weird about this one, though, is, remember, they announced Feige's Star Wars film, like, way back in 2019. Yeah. And we hadn't heard shit about it since until now. Exactly. So, good. It's finally moving like boom. So, exactly. You know. I'm super pumped. Super yes. Pumped. Yes. Uh, Noma, uh, Noma Duzin- Duzini. <laughs> I was working on that one, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Duzini. Um, is set to join the cast of Disney's live-action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. Uh, no word yet on who Noma is going to be playing, but it's a brand new role that wasn't in the animated yeah, movie. Yeah, I love this. So how do you change it up? Write a new role. Exactly. Make it different than the animated. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I love this. And I mean, especially, I feel like these live action movies are going to be like critically judged in any which way. So I feel like, I mean, even the masterpiece that was Lion King, they kind of did throw some shit at it yeah. because it was shot by shot. Yeah. But it was so beautiful. But I mean, to counteract that, Let's add a new character, some new storyline to a story that you think you already know. But you but, don't. But you don't. <laughs> and, it, I mean, it's a phenomenal cast already. She's joining Halle Bailey, as you guys know, that's going to play Ariel. Melissa McCarthy. I'm as, so excited Oh, my God, as one. Ursula. That is going to be fantastic. And Javier Barden, I, I mean, as King Triton. So, I mean, that's a huge cast. It I, is. I, it's going to be amazing. It yeah. is it's really going to be amazing. And uh, Good. Yeah. Remember, it's already hit with a bunch of controversy because Haley is black. And yeah. Remember that it was all like, yeah. "Oh, you can't." Whatever. This sounds assholes. like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I- I'm excited for it. I, I am, am too. I am too. Uh, this next one, uh, ABC is doing some fucking amazing things when yes. it comes to diversity, and I think this is another example of that. Tony winner Tanya Pinkins uh, has tapped has been tapped to co-star opposite of Adrian Warren in ABC's limited series. Women of the Movement from yes. creator uh, Marissa Joe Cesar uh, and producing teams that include Jay-Z, Will Smith, and Aaron Kaplan. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a six-episode limited series set to premiere in 2021, and this centers around Mammy Till Mobley. Um, why does that Till sound familiar? Yeah, that's going to be around Emmett Till's mom and grandma. So yeah. I'm super excited about this one. I mean – I. Anybody in the South, especially Mississippi, is very familiar with this story, but yeah. maybe or the rest of the country, not so much. It needs to – everybody it knows the name Emmett this. Till, yeah. but I don't think the rest of the country realizes the lifelong struggle and effort to bring justice to the people that murdered her son that went on. Yeah. I mean, it's the fight that they had to go through to even get recognized that it was a crime, to even have it heard, like, like was just incredible. So to bring this story to life and to tell the story, I, I think is just amazing. And I'm with you. Kudos, Disney and ABC, for doing these type stories because yeah. they need to be told. Exactly. And this is just another example of what I talk about all the time on the show where education is best viewed and best learned through entertainment. So yes. this is perfect, especially for a time like this. Like we said at the top of the show where the country is so divided, like this is very important and a lot of people need to see this. Yes. And and maybe these type projects will help 
you know, narrow that divide. I agree. Maybe. Next, the show that will not die, it keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah, and bigger and honestly. bigger. We're talking about the premiere episode of David E. Kelly's Big Sky. You're like, wait, what? That was over a month yeah, ago. Yeah, wasn't it that a while like, ago? What? But they're still racking in viewers. Apparently, 35 days later... They have reached 14.7 million total viewers, making it ABC's most watched debut premiere since The Good Doctor in 2017. So people, I think, are just continually finding this show yeah. and going, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Because it is. It's it's The premiere episode is awesome, yeah. and it hits you in the face with a shocker ender, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and the rest of the series is fantastic. I've been watching it every I, – I think it's a phenomenal series, but I can understand why the premiere episode – keeps gaining viewers that makes sense because it was a what the fuck moment at yeah. the end and i think everybody is jumping on to try to see what it was everybody's talking about yeah so and david e kelly's brilliant exactly i mean come on and the most watched debut since the good doctor in september of 2017 yeah uh, which is crazy because that wasn't that long ago so abc keeps putting out great content they do so, i mean do. disney man disney yeah there's a reason why they're on <gasps> top I'm super excited about this one too. I know because everybody knows I watch Prodigal Son and I'm a huge fan and it's a phenomenal show. And if you're not watching it, you should. But <laughs> some casting news, and this is going to be really interesting. Catherine Zeta Jones, Mrs. Michael Douglas, yes, Oscar and Tony Mrs. winner, Catherine Zeta Jones, she's coming. Yeah, she's going to like play opposite Martin Sheen, uh, Michael Sheen, not Martin Sheen. That would be a totally different show um, in the upcoming second season. And here's the thing. She's going to play his like psychiatrist. Yeah. And this gonna is going to be, be really interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, apparently she's maniacal and oh. takes great joy in making him do menial and demeaning tasks. Oh. We all know serial killer gay. He ain't going to go for that too well. I'm just saying probably not. Probably not. Or he'll like it in some sick, twisted weird way <laughs> so it's out there it's man. out there it's and so wild. Catherine zeta jones <laughs> it's gonna be phenomenal i the two of them back and forth i can only imagine that is gonna be epic dialogue epic acting epic uh, it's i'm psyched yeah i'm psyched you're I'm psyched, psyched. Uh, prodigal son yes watch it watch it uh <laughs> more news amy ryan is set to star opposite of steve martin martin short and Selena Gomez and Hulu's upcoming comedy series that we've been talking about multiple times before on the show, Only Murderers in the Building. Yes. And get this, Ryan will play a musician who resides in the building. Uh, she joins previously announced uh, Aaron uh, Dominguez, uh, yes. who plays the son of Building Super, who is returning from a swanky residence after years away. So this is going to be very interesting, guys. I mean, it reminds me a lot of, like, comedy clue like yeah i mean something yeah. like that if you guys don't remember we t like, like logan said we talked about this this is the one where they decide that they want to be private investigators yeah, yeah. but they're only investigating crimes that happen in their building yeah like where they all live so i mean it comes from the genius mind of steve martin so yeah, you know like, it's going to be funny exactly but it's also going to be intelligent yeah. it's probably you're going to have to think It'll exactly. be funny as shit, but you're going to have to think. That's my guess on it. That's the best so, type of content. Though. I think so, too. Yeah. I, the ones that it, it, you make the audience think. So, Agreed. Yeah, it's going to be good. Agreed. Well, now <sighs> heading over to the bunny. I mean, we've been talking about it. Walter Hamada 
He is coming back as president of DC Films. Uh, this content he continues to oversee the film slate along with features produced for HBO Max, the streaming platform. Uh, terms of the new deal were not disclosed, but Hermada's new contract runs through 2023. Yeah, um, which is very interesting because he was also involved in the Ray Fisher shit. Yeah, yeah, he would. To be fair, as Ray Fisher pointed <laughs> out, and we're only dealing in facts here, he was not the head of of DC Films at that point. At the time, yeah. But he was involved with DC Films during the reshoots of Justice League, which is what Ray Fisher is talking about. So, and, I mean, there's so much, guys, there's all so much controversy going on back and forth. There and is. if you believe Ray Fisher or not believe Ray Fisher or whatever the case may be, the, Warner Brothers is basically saying we trust Hamada with the future of this franchise. Yeah. And guys, keep in mind, the Batman, Aquaman 2, The Flash, Black Adam, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, Batgirl, Static Shot, Wonder Woman 3. He was behind the new release of Wonder Woman uh, 1984 right now. I mean, they're putting it all on this guy. And that's a lot of pressure. It is. And so immediately, Ray Fisher responds saying, hey – what the fuck? I'm not. That, you yeah. know, I'm not. I'm not down with this. I'm never working with on any film that Hamada is involved in, and so everybody took that as he renounced himself from any DC projects. Yeah. Like he withdrew himself. To which he responded, "Wait a minute! I didn't withdraw like, myself from Time anything. Out. Time out. This is just kind of what's going on." So then, I'm sure you guys saw that. Warner Brothers officially announced that Ray Fisher would not be returning as Cyborg in the Flash movie. Yeah. That he, and he wouldn't be recast. He was going to be written out altogether, which is really odd because Cyborg played an integral part in that film, apparently, and now it's not going to happen. To which <laughs> Ray Fisher responded saying, if he was written out, it's not because he requested to be written out. It's just more drama going on with the bullshit with Hamada and everything. And then out of nowhere... He just throws Jeff John's name out there again. Yeah, again. And like, says, and by the way, the investigation that happened, Jeff John's is going to be following soon behind uh, you, Josh Whedon and out of there. Nah, to man. which Warner Brothers responded and said, not true. <laughs> Jeff John's has multiple projects with DC right now, and he's going to continue to work there. And the investigation was, conducted 80 interviews. It was done by a judge outside of the company, that so it was non-biased and all this kind of stuff. So Jeff John's is apparently he's good, he's stable, he's working on Star Girl, he's working on all he wrote, helped write in the 19 Wonder Woman 1984. I don't think he's going anywhere. No. So I don't know. Ray Fisher, Warner Brothers. I, <laughs> I know, I know. I want to believe Ray Fisher because, I mean, you always want to believe the person who says they are being mistreated or being bullied or being in that situation. But also, like, there's all of this, like, evidence that Warner Media and Warner Brothers has against or on the set of everything that they're still keeping these people. So everything is all up in the air. Where does that leave the DC film franchise? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, we'll probably never see a Justice League again, at least not in the next 10 years, in my opinion, uh, because I don't think these people will come back and these characters will like be in each other's films ever again because all of this behind-the-scene drama. Yeah, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, we, Gail Gadot confirmed that she had problems with Josh Whedon. Yeah. But I haven't heard any of the rest of them confirm that they had issues with Jeff Johns. Yeah, exactly. You know, so while they stood behind Ray Fisher and backed him up on the claims about Josh Whedon, I, I haven't seen any of them say we had issues with Jeff Johns. Well,
Well, we had Mark Ashworth come on the show yeah. and say how cool of a guy he was. Exactly. And talk to him about his character on Stargirl and like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a very interesting situation. Of course, we weren't there. We don't know. But still, like, I feel like this is part of the reason why DC films are not working right now. Yeah. Hence... Hamada. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do, Hamada? Like that you that now it's on your shoulders to save it all. Yeah. Like and yeah, you you bring up an excellent point. We're going to see the Zack Snyder cut finally of Justice League, right? Of which Ray Fisher is in. Ray Fisher participated in reshoots. In the reshoots, yeah. And is an integral part in that storyline. So if we were to get a sequel, if we were to see more, we Warner Brothers made it clear they're not hiring him back. Yeah. They're not taking him back. So where does that leave and I, w- I wouldn't guess Zack Snyder would want to recast. Yeah. So I don't know. Exactly. And I mean, plus, I mean, we saw Ben is coming back for The Flash yes. to be Batman. But does he want to continue that? I mean, especially after Robert Pattinson, Batman, the Batman film comes out and possibly better than Affleck. So, I mean, there's so many moving pieces for DC right now. Like, it's absolutely insane. And you can't leave out Keaton. Yeah, exactly. Who's also coming back and is going to take the role of the older Batman, which kind of leaves Affleck's yeah. older Batman out in the dark. Exactly. And and, and rumor has it they're, they're so trying much. to convince Keaton to come on board for a Batman Beyond film. Oh, if that great. happens, I can't see where Affleck would fit exactly. in. Exactly. So, uh, but I'm totally down for Keaton doing Batman Beyond. Please do. Make that happen. That would be so badass. What I'm totally not down for, and I've been crying about it <laughs> yeah. ever since last year, we finally know the fate <sighs> of Green Arrow and the Canaries. Rip. And it's dead. Rip. The project is dead. Rip, as he says. <laughs> I Fuck COVID, because apparently COVID is the reason. Arrow co-creator and um, showrunner Mark Guggenheim said in a statement, the decision was made back during the pandemic, actually, when it all, when it all started. Yeah. And he feels that's the reason why now, officially, it's dead. Apparently, it was supposed to go in production, when the pandemic started and the pandemic shut that down and stopped it and they, for whatever reason, just decided to not move forward. Super unfortunate, man. Super yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I'm pissed. I but know you are. I, it, <laughs> Catherine McNamara is going to be back. She, The Saint stand is coming. You know, yeah. it's about to debut. She, She's phenomenal. She's going to be – but, you know, there were so many other good people on that there show was. and that backdoor pilot that probably deserved to have that continue. Yeah. So um, – I'm pissed. Yeah, it's it's really super unfortunate. Fuck COVID. Yeah, seriously, fuck, fuck COVID, COVID, and it's, it's a victim of 2020. It like, is literally, man. literally a victim. Uh, now anyway. you can officially stop calling it the Arrowverse. Yeah, right. Because there's no Arrow. There's no Arrow, and there won't be another Arrow. So yeah. just fuck it. I know. Fuck it. Flashverse, CWverse, like what the fuck? Who, fuck it. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> of course, Superman and Lois. That one's coming out soon. I mean, there's other shows. DC shows, Greg Berlanti shows that are coming out, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you guys haven't watched Doom Patrol or Titans yet, be sure to check those out as well. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Rise Darby is set to star in Our Flag Means Death. Okay. Uh, We're talking about right now, apparently. Yeah. Um, HBO Max's period comedy from Oscar winner, the one and only Taika Waititi. Uh, The series is based loosely on the true adventures of Steed Bonnet, who is Darby, and is a well to-do gentleman farmer and a child of wealth who suffers a midlife crisis and becomes captain of revenge a pirate ship in the early 18th century and it marks Arr. the latest collaboration between darby and watiti uh darby starred in hbo's series flight of the concord which uh 
Taika was a writer and director of. Yeah, and why does that name sound familiar, Rice Darby? If you've watched the Jumanji films, the recent Jumanji films, you know him. He's the oh. game announcer guy that when they always pop into the game, he's there yeah. to tell them what to do. That guy. He's hilarious. So he's hilarious. Yeah, that's going to be really, really good. Um, and, I mean, anything Taiki Waiiti touches is like gold yeah. at this point. So. Exactly. I mean, HBO Max is trying to produce a lot of original content right now, so that's really good, especially, I mean, like we talk about it each week, it's all focused towards streaming. Talk about original content. Yes. You like Westerns? This one's going to be you guys very like, interesting. Yeah, you guys like Westerns? Warner ain't scared to like like bring some weird stuff, right? Not just on HBO Max. This one's going to be on TNT. They are apparently in development of heresy, Okay. It's going to be a Western drama inspired by Melissa Lehart's book of the same name. Uh, from And the people who are development are the Handmaid's Tale trio of Bruce Miller, John Herrera, and Nina Fiore. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing, okay? we know, I told you it's a Western, so obviously it's set in the Wild Wild West, right? But in it, in this version of the Wild Wild West, women have few choices. Marriage, whores... Or grabbing a gun. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so for two unlikely allies, the choice is simple. Described as Thelma and Louise meets the Magnificent Seven, Harris says a, and here we go, female-driven, queer, transgender, multiracial takeover of the Wild West like we've never seen before. Led by two heroines, a group of women transform themselves into a legendary outlaw gang because the only way for a woman to claim her right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is to steal it. I want to see this so bad. Like, just off the description, I'm super pumped. I mean, this is definitely, like, nothing we've ever seen before, especially from a female perspective. Yes. So I'm super pumped about this one. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's gonna, I'm going to go out on a limb and predict that somehow, some way, Laverne Cox will be involved in this. Oh, shit. I, I, I In the cast. I, yeah. I think so. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That'd be badass. Notch that. Let's see if it comes. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. And, I mean, speaking of fuck COVID, we're going over to Viacom CBS. <laughs> Paramount has officially removed Lee Daniels' upcoming film, The United States versus Billie Holiday, from their theatrical release schedule. Um, it, the studio was planning a February 26th release date, but now the film is headed to Hulu. And apparently, uh, New Slate Ventures, which uh, which was a financier of the film, uh, was kind of going back and forth deciding what they wanted to do. But apparently, Hulu was a better money deal for him. So yeah. they decided to go the streaming route rather than the theatrical route. I wouldn't, we've been, I mean, this has been that way for the past, I don't know, six months. Yeah. So I'm not surprised by this at all. Yeah. And, and apparently Hulu offered them double what double, Paramount yeah. was estimating the theatrical take would be. So smart move. And yet just another reference of, is it the final nail in the coffin for Seriously. theaters? I mean, this company said, we're more likely to make our money from streaming, so let's just go there instead. Yeah. And like you know, so it's great news for the film because people will still get to see it, and Hulu's a great you know streaming service to be able to see it on and everything. Bad news for theatrical. Yeah, so it's so interesting too. I hope we get to learn more about the whole process of the streaming yeah. like revenue because I mean obviously box office that's how you get your money for your film if you're not like one of these big ass fucking studios but 
for a film like this, how do you make your money on a streaming service that you kind of just give them your film? Like, I, I just want to know. That's, that's yeah. I mean, because like, is it subscriber base? Is it viewer base? Is it just a flat deadline or a flat line like payment? Here you go. Like, I think that's what it is. Just, yeah. I know that's what Netflix is. is. Yeah, they that's just what like, Netflix. Boom! Does. Here you go. And I'm guessing based like I, I from what from the what the story sounds like, that's what it was. Like, yeah. here's twice what they thought they were going to give you. Boom! Here you go. Yeah. Now how this company you know divides that amongst all the creators of the film and all that who knows but which i mean kind of makes sense i guess because you could uh, look at the numbers of what like you think the box office was going to be and then yeah like double that like profitability and so it's just all very interesting and that's why we're here to talk about what's going down in hollywood that's right oh man uh paramount also announced that damien chazelle's babylon starring brad pitt is now dated for a december 25th 2022 uh, limited theatrical release date uh with a wide break theatrical release date on january 6th of 2023 yes and the film is an r-rated drama and we've talked about it multiple times before and it's set in the shifting moment that hollywood at the industry turned from silent films to the talkies that's right and it it, i'm I'm guessing it focuses on clara bow remember and it was supposed to be emma stone but she had to drop out for scheduling stuff and now margot robbie's involved in taking on that role so it's gonna be epic i I mean i i think it's gonna be amazing but agreed agreed this next one i think is direct like Hey, we can have a Hamilton too. I know, I saw. Uh, I mean, right? Like, okay. Paramount has acquired the rights to the musical Broadway hit Spam a Lot, which you guys know, Monty Python, right? It's a (laughs) Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's what Spam a Lot is. It's a musical based on that film. And uh, Paramount has scooped it up. Film is, here's the crazy part it's already fully developed with a screenplay by Monty Python troop member uh, Eric Idle and original songs. So it's good to go. Um, the project comes to Paramount from Fox, yeah, and it was at Fox prior to Disney buying Fox. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think went down. Disney bought Fox. They had Spamalot. They decided they wanted Hamilton more, yeah. <laughs> and they were willing to just give up Spamalot. And Paramount's like, fuck it. We do musicals. Yeah. Grease, Saturday Night Fair. We'll do it. We'll do it. And so, look. I love Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I liked Spam a lot from all the stuff that I've seen from it, and I'm a huge Monty Python fan. Yeah. I'm down for this. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. The name just cracks me up because it just reminds me of like Sperm a lot, Come a lot, <laughs> Fuck a lot. Like, it's just such a goofy name. I don't. I have no idea what it's about, but I'm, I will watch it. I'm a musical yeah. guy. So King Arthur. It. It's okay. about, yeah, Camelot, but Spam a lot. Spam a lot. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Funny. Yep, it's going to be hilarious. So so by you saying you, you had no idea what it's about, I guess you haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I have not. About King Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's on your to-do list yes, now. Okay. seriously. All right. It really is. The, the list is getting longer it and is, longer. It is, it is. Oh, man. Uh, Carrie, Elouz, Elouz, yes, has joined the upcoming, yes, there you go, has joined the upcoming Miramax slash STX feature film, Spy Thriller Five Eyes, Yes, and this makes the fourth re-team for filmmaker Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham, Uh, everybody knows he's a badass fucking spy guy, Uh, um, and the screenplay comes from Ivan Atkinson and Marn Davies, and from The Gentleman Guy, Uh, follows MI6 gun and steel agent, who was paid by Statham, who is recruited by a global intelligence alliance 
Five Eyes. Uh, to track yes. down and stop the sale of deadly weapons technology that threatens to disrupt the world's order. Mm. Yes. Interesting. And uh, apparently, apparently, uh, which uh, Carrie Ewells is going to play the guy that hires him, like the yeah. guy behind trying to get it all. And then this is what we've talked about this. We talked about it a little bit last month. Aubrey Plaza's in it, and yeah. she's going to be the actual tech person yeah. that's traveling with him that drives him nuts as they travel across the globe trying to find this shit. So it sounds good. Yeah. It sounds good. I agree. Uh, Jason Statham, he's got his little niche of films, doesn't he? He, he does. Uh, he really, he's really like, uh, what's fucking, what's his name? I, I forget it. Like, the redhead Bruce Lee Walker Texas Ranger. Yes, uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. He's nowadays Chuck Norris and yes. those type of films. In yes. my opinion, so it's hilarious though. Pat I mean, just called and said, "Hey, I'm Walker." Yeah, I'm, I'm Walker. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm excited about that show too. Me too. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, me too. I think it's gonna be good. Uh, everybody saw this. It broke the internet. Not really, but um, Clancy Brown is joining Showtime's upcoming Dexter revival as the primary villain. Uh, Brown will play the series regular role of Kurt Caldwell. Is the unofficial mayor of a small town, Iron Lake. I never watched Dexter. Yeah, well, my question would be, does that mean this new Dexter is going to be set in the town of Iron Lake? Because Dexter was not. Yeah. Um, And so th- th- that brings that up. Like, what is Iron Lake going to have to do with yeah. it? Yeah. And from what I understand, this character is like a no-nonsense kind of, you fuck with my family, I oh, fucking shit. kill you <laughs> yeah. kind of a guy. Oh, damn. So he's, you know, a law enforcer, but don't fuck with him yeah. kind of. So, this look, I love him. I, I He's phenomenal. It makes sense to me that Showtime would do this because he's been on Billions recently uh, as the yeah. Attorney General and he's such a badass. I, that scene, Danny Strong, I'm never going to let you live it down with. <laughs> They're at the urinal together and Clancy's like eight feet tall and Danny's like, you know, I funniest you fucking on thing. Twitter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have ever seen. It was so freaking phenomenal. So I'm excited about And of course, he was in Sleepy Hollow and oh, just okay. like he was in uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, just so many things. He's a great villain. Yeah. He's a fantastic villain. So this is going to be great. Yeah, very exciting, man. Very exciting. Uh, like we talked about, COVID-19 has fucked a lot of things up, especially <laughs> for daytime game shows. That's right. The Price is Right and Let's Make a Deal have extended their holiday production hiatus, and uh, hopefully they'll come back at the end of January. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, you will not be coming on down you anytime will not. soon. Stay no. at home. <laughs> <laughs> so be prepared to wear a mask. Yes. Oh, man. This next one just broke right before we did the show, and of course we had to put it in there because because one of our past guests, Sky P. Marshall, yes. is set to lead opposite of Sophia Bush and Jason Isaacs in Good Sam. Now, this is a CBS family medical drama pilot, and Marshall will play Dr. Lex Truly, an ambitious and capable surgeon who has an achieve or has achieved success despite the lack of support from her family. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Good. Yes. Good. Congratulations, she Sky. We love you. And uh, I don't know what this means for the other side business that we were talking about in the right. show. Uh, you guys, check out that interview. You'll yeah, see what right. we're talking about. But good for you. We're super excited. Now you're going to have to come back on the show and talk about it. Exactly. That's all we're exactly. Go back and listen to that interview, too. <laughs> I mean, the side business might not, not be necessary anymore. Exactly. I don't know. You've got you it taken care of. Got it taken care That's of. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Heading over to NBC Universal. Oh, man. We're super pumped about this because everybody yes. knows. 
those were huge. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, season 2 had a huge premiere, and it was the best viewership total since its uh, all-around series premiere. And now it's going to be on Tuesday nights, right behind This Is Us. Yeah. Where it deserves to be. Exactly. Which makes sense is why it saw its biggest number since its yeah. premiere, because This Is Us led into it. And yeah. so all of the This Is Us audience carried over into it. So, And I like that, because I feel like the This Is Us audience... Would like would Zoe's. Like that. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like that, that carryover is going to stay next week and the week after. I think that's a good spot for it. I agree. Yeah. All right. This next part, though, we're it a little sucks. disappointed about. Yeah. We're excited about it because but of then, why, yeah. but then also disappointed about it. Lauren Graham, Gilmore Girl herself, Lorelai, will not be coming back to uh, Zoe's. She was in the premiere for season two, but that's it. She's done. She's out of there. Yeah. Not anything bad. It wasn't anything to do with they didn't want her on there anymore. In fact, uh, you, you they wanted her for a long story arc for the second season, um, and it didn't happen because... COVID caused some scheduling problems, and she the priority for her is the Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus. Yeah, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Right, she's it makes sense because she's not just the starring in that with Emilio Estevez; she's executive producer on yeah, that, so. and so that was number one on her call sheet, yeah. if you will. And so that's what led to it. It's so, so awesome to see her back in projects. Right? Yes, like she is so underrated. I mean, of course, a lot of people love her, but I mean, there's that Lauren Graham rule for the Emmys, right? So, yeah, I mean, fucking, she's so underrated. And I'm glad to see her making the move behind. Yes, executive producing she's Mighty so Ducks. Smart. That's so badass. Yes, and the rumor is still, still out there. Will she appear on Marvelous Miss Maisel? Yeah. It, I really I hope, hope so. so. <laughs> Her and Alexis, like that would be fucking badass. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and to see them all go. Oh, I know if they if those two could be in the same episode, that would be absolutely brilliant. Can I just say this? Because I'm a Law and Order fan. Everybody knows. No, yeah. I mean, my fucking Who answering machine used to be dong dong. Yeah, like, but this. Kudos. This is really good. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah. Apparently, NBC's Law & Order Special Victims Unit is seeking Broadway actors. They're going out of their way, Warren Light said, who's the showrunner, by the way. Um, they're trying to hire every Broadway actor that they can um, while the curtains are down, while Broadway is closed, because they want to get these people work, and they want them to get paid and not be struggling. So they're literally reaching out and hiring out-of-work Broadway actors to be in their show. Everybody knows Law & Order is shot in New York, yeah. actually shot in New York, so that's where Broadway and all these actors are, so I love that. I love I it love too. It. I mean, that's so fucking considerate to yeah. think about like all of these brilliant actors who are out of work just so they can get some money in their pockets and proceed with their career. And I mean, of course, you need everything on your IMDb profile to get more views, get more likes, get more attention, basically, because it's all about attention in Hollywood. Exactly. And I mean, this next uh, week's episode features Tony-nominated Hadestown actor Eva Nobozelda and yes. uh, Beetlejuice actor Alex Brightman. So it's super exciting. I'm I just – this is a really good story, guys. I mean this is very needed right now. Absolutely, absolutely and phenomenal. Well done to everybody involved. Dick Wolf, Warren Light and everybody involved with the show because that's the way – that's what we were talking about in the intro to this show. Just be nice. Exactly. Be kind. Do something nice Consider for somebody, it. you know, yeah. for no other reason. Just to do something nice and that's what they are doing. Yeah. This next one is awesome. Yeah. 
It's awesome. I agree. And with all the trouble going into it, we didn't know if it would happen, not happen, will there be, won't there be, or whatever. Apparently, people still love football. It's true. I mean, it still is America's game. You cannot deny that. That's right. Fuck you, baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, not baseball (laughs) at all. Uh, The 15th season of NBC's Sunday Night Football is on pace to be the top primetime TV show uh, for the fall for the 10th year in a row based on the Nelson's data. Uh, Sunday Night Football extended its record for the most consecutive years at the top of the charts since 1950. In distant second place is American Idol which topped the chart for six years, uh, the 2005 to 2010, 11 season, the Cosby Show in the 80s, and Cheers in the 70s, I believe, and All in the Family. 80s. 80s. Yeah. See, I mean, I don't All in the Family was 70s. I wasn't there. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't there. Uh, and then, but, <laughs> Ted yeah. Danson's like, I'm not that old. I know my gray hair. <laughs> shit, but It's like, God. shit, your gray hair. Your gray hair. It's okay. He went great early, okay? Yeah. Yeah, take it off. He Just was dying it. He it was off. dying it back then. That's so funny, man. <laughs> Uh, um, NBC has put into development Ties That Bind, Ooh. a drama based on Elizabeth Coleman's stage play, uh, Secret Bridesmaids Business. The show described as an elevated soapy thriller in which three women make a promise to one another that leads them to embark on a dangerous secret that threatens to implode their lives, facing dire consequences, and they must rely on the power of their friendship to survive. Oh. Yeah. So they're screwed. So they're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) They're fucked. I'm just saying it is. So it's like a primetime soap. Yeah, I'm guessing is, is what it's going to be. Primetime, like. you know, the era of Dallas and Falcon Crest and Knott's Landing. All of them are coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. Yeah. Well, it's, fuck, they brought back Dynasty. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, it, hey, hey, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a Peacock story. Yeah, it's your favorite. Yeah, it's, it's Punky Brewster. Yeah, he see he threw that to me because I was old enough to watch the original Punky yep. Brewster. It's yep. fine. Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah, I was a fan. I was a fan. Okay, I don't. I don't the Peacocks announced that all 10 episodes of the new Punky Brewster revival show are going to drop February 25th. Mm. So there you go. They also released a new cast photo. It is weird seeing them all grown up. I bet. But, um, look, in the revival, we haven't really talked about this. We didn't really know, kind of know what it was going to be about. We knew she was going to be a single mom, but we didn't know much beyond that. Now yep. we do. Um, apparently, she is going to be a single mother of three trying to get her life back on track when she meets Izzy, a young girl in the foster system who reminds Punky of herself when she was young and taken in as a foster child. It'll be interesting if they put this one behind the paywall. I know with uh, Saved by the Bell, they put the first episode available to watch mm-hmm. to everyone and then the rest behind the paywall. But it'd be interesting because, I mean, Peacock needs every viewer they can get. Yeah. So, I mean, they should just put their original stuff not behind the paywall. I- I'm just not sure Punky Brewster's it. Yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, Look, yeah. I, I liked it as a kid, but I mean, you know. Yeah, it's by far – Peacock, in my opinion, is by far the last in uh, the race. They're slacking. To be honest. They're slacking. They are definitely the turtle that will not win. You know what the Peacock is waiting for? I'm telling you. Hmm. Bel Air. You think so? The the the, the drama reboot the, of that's of, that's coming there, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think that's going to be that's the one that the launches one. them and like – Boom. Yeah. That's going to be the Peacock's House of Cards. Yeah. Ooh, like that yeah. drama that just solidifies that sucks them. people in. Yeah, like, wait a minute. We can do shit. Yeah. That's going to be what that is. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't even realize that yeah. one was going there. So, yeah, that's – damn. 
<laughs> get on it, Chris Cooper. Just get on it, man. They need you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now heading over to Netflix, the streaming giant at the moment. Uh, ben Radcliffe, yeah, is set to uh, star as a recurring opposite of Sienna Miller and Michelle Dockery in Anatomy of a Scandal. Yes. Uh, Netflix's six-part anthology series from the one and only David E. Kelly, who There's is that super name busy. Again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know. Super busy right now. He doesn't now. care where it's at, what network, streamer, broadcast. He doesn't care. He's got it everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. Which is good because remember when we talked about the Lincoln Lawyer thing? Yeah. And, and it could not get yeah. The ground, yeah. So I'm glad he's seeing some success. Yeah. My um, question is, when does he ever see Michelle Pfeiffer? That's the real question. I mean, do they? He, he they seems like time. a busy guy. They zoom. <laughs> they <face laughs> they, they <laughs> use the zoom. That's right. They, they use the zoom. Oh, Delicious conversation. Oh goodness. Uh, <laughs> the series tells a story of a scandal among the British privileged elite and the woman caught up in its wake. Uh, Radcliffe will play a young James. Older James is played by Rupert Friend. Oh, I like Rupert Friend. So yeah. that's gonna be good. That's is he a friend? Good. Yeah, he is. Nice. My best friend's wedding. Oh, remember with Julia Roberts? Yeah. He was the best friend. That you know was gay, Rupert Friend. I've got a friend in him, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe somebody else has got a friend in him. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, Toy Story, <laughs> yeah, so whole now yeah. we, we don't even know yeah. where we're going. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not a British scandal. Toy no. Story was not a British scandal, like, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Netflix is preparing to release an extended version of Chris Rock's 2018 stand up special, Tambourine, on January 12th. Chris Rock Total Blackout, the tambourine extended cut, will uh, include additional footage from his Brooklyn Academy of Music set, as well as interviews and behind-the-scenes footage. I love that, though, because I love behind-the-scenes stuff. Me too. Documentary-type stuff is just killing it. I agree. It's absolutely killing it right now. And, I mean, all kudos to all the streamers because all of them are delivering on it. Apple and Netflix and, and HBO Max, they've all had them, and they're all, like, whooping ass with yeah. them. So if you haven't watched a Bee Gees one, do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so pumped up about this next one. Amazon, and I'm glad they're doing it on the free ad-based yeah. supported system, yeah. too, because I was a huge fan of the movie and, of course, Heath Ledger. Uh, IMDb TV, Amazon-free, ad-supported streaming service, is developing a TV series adaptation of the 2005 Sony movie, Lords of Dogtown. Yes. Uh, the project hails from Sean Ryan's Mid-Kid Productions and Sony Pictures Television, uh, where the company is based and the movie director Catherine Hardwick is executive producing so bringing back some OGs the series is going to be a one hour ensemble drama about the 1970s skateboarding scene in Southern California which I believe they're based out of Venice uh, centered around the hell raising teenage girl growing up in a foster care system as she falls into a crowd of skaters who idolize the famed Zephyr skateboarding team there you go I love it yeah it's going to be badass and I- I, I don't know if enough people know that Amazon has IMDb's free streaming yeah, stuff. I so know. Um, now you know. Uh, so be able to check that out because that's badass. I agree. And, and and good. That I mean, they're ramping up like high quality stuff on the free. So that's yeah. you know everybody knows Prime, 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 Prime. But I mean, that's some good especially shit right original there. content. Too. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, that's so. like Peacock behind and not behind the paid wall. That's right. They're doing that's it right. better. Apple wanted everybody. 
to be reminded that they have Haley Steinfeld yeah, right? also. <laughs> it's all about Hawkeye now. It's all about it's Disney like, Plus. On. But they're like, wait, wait, hold chill, on, hold chill. on. She stars in Dickinson too, which is why everybody was like, will she be in Hawkeye? We don't know. Yeah, but but she is. She's Kate Bishop. She's It's fine. It's okay. She's chill. She's but good. Apple wanted to remind you that, hey, season two of Dickinson, about Emily Dickinson, you remember, Haley Steinfeld's in that, uh, it's scheduled to start January 8th. Today! Yes. It's it's starting today. Right now. Right now. Season two. Don't watch it until you're done listening. Watch exactly. It, you know, but exactly. that's fine. Haley Steinfeld returns in the lead role and finds Dickinson in a new world where she is being pulled out of her private literary life and reluctantly pushed into the public spotlight. Mm. It creates confusion for her as to whether fame is a good or a bad thing. And I'm hearing from all the reviews that she um, becomes sexual in season two. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Damn. We're getting, yep. all, we're getting all Zendaya euphoria. Uh, I mean, yeah, 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 like, yeah, because Dickinson was wild, man. Yeah. You know, just exactly. saying. Just saying. Exactly. It's, are you going to stay Hannah Montana or are you going to go full Miley Cyrus? <laughs> like, that's the real question, man. That's the real question. <laughs> I mean, everybody saw that New Year's Eve shit. That was wild. That was like rocker Miley. That's right. That's right. I, I was kind of scared. Uh, me, me too. The bang scared me. Me too. But whatever. Me too. I mean, whatever makes I you mean, happy. I mean, will Emily Dickinson go crazy? No. Nah, you don't know. Haley Steinfeld won't because she's on no. Hawkeye now. Yeah. She's like Disney. She's, yeah. I got to chill. She's Kate Bishop. Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, Roku had its biggest year last year, guys. Yes. I mean, they reached out and pulled in like... 51.2 million active accounts by the end of 2020, by far their biggest year, raising from 36.9 million by the end of 2019 and only 13.4 million by the end of 2016. That's insane. And get this, they facilitated around 58.7 billion streaming hours in 2020. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Almost 60 billion hours of people watching That's on a Roku. lot of time i mean that is insane <laughs> like i mean now to be fair roku has like all of the streaming services yeah. so that's 60 that billion viewing hours like divided among six streamers or whatever but that is a shit ton of people watching roku yeah that was a third me watching Game of Thrones, binging Game <laughs> yeah, of Thrones, like just like, getting through that shit. But that's insane. That's absolutely insane. No doubt COVID fucking ramped that shit up. I mean, it was the biggest year for Roku because of COVID, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the new those levels represent a 55% year-over-year surge for bo- both the quarter and the full fiscal year. It doesn't year. surprise me for the quarter because Wonder Woman dropped in the quarter. Yeah, and I, and bet, I bet a shit ton of people now – the once Roku got it was watched it, so it doesn't yeah. surprise me that the quarter was huge. Yeah, and I mean, guys, we really got to watch Roku because they're doing some interesting moves. They're they're using this entertainment industry like a chessboard. They just bought up. I know every analogy I can get it's to true. chess, it's I will a, do it. The Queen's fucking gambit. I love man. it. It's I like, love you know. it. Uh, Roku. Before every show, he stares at the ceiling. Now I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just fucked up on tranquilizers. <laughs> it's all good. It's fine. Sushi uh, and wine. Tranquilizer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> Roku just <laughs> bought the content catalog, everything that Quibi had to offer. Uh, everybody knows it's the short-form mobile service, streaming service platform that launched by Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman back in April of 2020 uh, before shuttering in December. Like that, what? That's <laughs> April so to December. Like that's it. 
Um, under some of the deals at Quibi, producers partnered with Quibi to exhibit their shows on the platform for seven years, and there were some contracts that were stated that the content or the content couldn't uh, be shared on other platforms. Roku contract terms wouldn't prevent the company from airing the content. So, so. that's that's weird because so basically, if Quibi can find another distribution outlet for some of that content, this deal with Roku would not prevent that from, from happening. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even, I don't know. But you're right. There are so many good shows on Quibi that never even made it. Yeah. Like, to the air, like, Swimming with Sharks and, like, so many things I'm excited about. So if, I wanted to see that 50 Cent animated, like, superhero yes. series, too. So bad. So, and this is going to be free, guys. It's on, it's going to be on the Roku channel, and it's going to be free. Well, so. and Kevin Hart's like wanting to be an action star yeah, show was on John there too, John Travolta, right? Like, so there's going to be a lot of good shit. The question is, how is Roku going to? Dis- will it be on the Roku channel on their app? You know, their little the, where you can watch shit, or how is it going to be distributed on Roku? Is going to yeah. be the question. So. I agree. It's going to be very interesting, man. Badass. Very interesting. Great industry news segment, though. Great industry news segment. <laughs> There's been relationships in Hollywood that lasted longer than Quibi. Oh. And that's not sa- – I mean, you yeah, know how fast Hollywood right. relationships go? But they outlasted Quibi. Yeah, shit. Even Tom Cruise's relationships. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, seriously. Wild. Like, wow. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. What's next for Jeffrey Katzenberg? Exactly. Will he be an ambassador? We, I mean, we Iger's know. interested. Apparently, Katzenberg, we haven't heard from. Yeah, we don't, I don't know. know. We don't Biden, know. please, make him one and just send him the fuck out of here. Just, just do it. Just, just get him somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Now it is time for the top five segment, man. And, I mean, of course, bringing in a new year, we just we had to talk about how much 2020 sucked. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, of course, you guys know this one's brought to you by... Jason, podcast producer, rocking and rolling every single week. Man, we had a lot of good stuff to talk about this week. Uh, top five things that sucked about 2020 slash wishes for 2021. That's right. It's double size. Double size. Ten each. Yeah. I, so how do you want to do this? How do you want to do this? You want to do a good bad thing? Good yeah. Thing, let's do all thing. the things. Let's do our top five things that sucked, and then we'll do our top five things that we're hoping for. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, the top five. Or the t- the fifth thing that sucked for me. <laughs> JLo's number five, uh, right? Like uh, uh, number five for me. Feeling like 2020 took forever. It was mm. like it felt like it was three years combined into one. It did. Like I mean, I know the quarantine was definitely necessary, and I mean everybody has to do what they have to do so we can move past this thing but damn guys like it just seemed like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing it felt like it took forever and it's just super sad i'm so glad it's over though almost as long as it took to get my stimulus check oh oh oh. (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh my number five yeah health issues yeah uh 2020 i had to early on battle some health issues i I was i was not in good place you know as you guys know we've talked about it you know heart problems and stuff like that uh so i was going through some high blood pressure and heart problems again and had to get through that so that sucked yeah you know because you don't want to have a shitty year and be going through shitty health but I'm healthy now. Yes. Thank goodness, man. Thank yes, goodness. We got, got some through. things to do. We have That's some right. things to we do. We got a lot of things. I ain't going nowhere. No. I ain't going nowhere. Better not. Oh, man. Uh, number four for me, the two biggest deaths that 
impacted, you know, things that I do and things I like to watch. Chadwick Boseman and Alex Trebek. Mm. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, that one came out of nowhere because no one expected it. Only, like, his small circle of people knew of this pancreatic cancer that he had. And um, Alex Trebek, man, like, that was just a legend. A freaking legend. Tonight was actually his last night uh, on Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, so, and that one kind of came out of nowhere. And I saw on GMA this morning that they said, you know, everybody's probably expecting like a farewell, goodbye thing, but he didn't know. It was like three weeks after that recording. So. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently his message that he gives at the end, it wasn't a farewell message. It was about COVID and yeah. how during all these times we have to be better to each Stick other. together. So even as the man is dying, he's, he's worried about take care of each other and get through it. So, man, what a – yeah. Oh, yeah, that's hard. super sad. That's hard. My number four thing that sucked most about 2020, family drama. Yeah. That added to number five's health problems. <laughs> it can do that, man. It, it can. can. That, especially it can. when it's unnecessary. Yeah, there was a lot of um, – we all have it. But, you know, th- this past 2020 was, was like – significantly sucked with it family drama i blame covid i do too i i'm not i'm not saying that that didn't have a lot to do with it i bet it did but um you know i'm glad it's over i'm glad we look like we're moving past all that now and uh seems to be in a good spot in a good place and uh so there you go completely agree cabin fever is a bitch like i think that's a lot of what it was yeah so i mean you know uh number three for me was i mean this one kind of sucks for both of us because we're such big movie lovers uh only being able to see like 10 movies max in the theater this year and we just love going to the movies we're going to movies like three times a week yeah and i mean it's super unfortunate we finally got a movie subscription service that That was epic that worked that was worth it (laughs) regal unlimited take it away and then yeah and then they And I was super excited, too, because all the classics, like, were coming back into theaters. Like, I was able to go see the the first Ghostbusters in theaters. I was, like, this close of seeing Star Wars A New Hope in the theaters, which would have been an epic experience, but then everything got shut down. So it's really unfortunate, man. That's one of the most, like, fucked up things I hate about COVID. It's, like, that was my favorite pastime. I think... I'm just going to throw this out there, that Regal, because they're struggling financially, right? They've been closed or whatever. They should work out some sort of a deal with the streamers that for anybody who has Regal Unlimited, you know, like we do, you should be able to watch the movie on the streamer for free Mm -hmm. instead of having to do it through the paywall because you have Regal Unlimited and they should work out some sort of a deal with each other where they participate in the profits together because of, you know, Regal Unlimited. Well, and that goes back to just helping each other out. Exactly. And it would make our cards at least be worth something. Exactly. You know, we have this this subscription service that we can't use. It's been frozen for like eight months. Yeah. It's just – and kudos to them for at least freezing it. Thank goodness. I would have been pissed. Yeah. My number three – you guys know I'm a foodie. I love like trying new foods, trying new places, restaurants, you know, you know, and 2020 fuck that. It really did. I mean, we couldn't go out to eat anymore, man. And like way towards the end we finally could, but it wasn't the same. It's you not. said distanced in the masks and like it wasn't the same. Just kick back, relax, chill, a new meal that you've never tried, a new place that you've never tried. You know, it just I really missed that. I, I really missed being able to go out to eat 
at nice restaurants, you know, and experience new foods and stuff. I miss that. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Uh, number two for me was the death of my family dog, Ray, and the death of my family cat, Hamtara. I'm a huge anime lover, so when I was like seven, uh, that fucking like hamster show hamtara was on like so i named my cat hamtara um but it's super unfortunate because like with that i mean you can't travel anywhere so you can't go down and say your Mm -hmm. goodbyes and it's just super unfortunate i always love them always have like little tokens little memory tokens i got little uh the cat tag and the dog tag and pictures but yeah it just sucks can't be there it does it does it does which which is my number two not being able to travel. Yeah. Um. You know, you guys know for what for whatever reasons, like you said, to go down with the passing of animals or to visit family or whatever. But you guys also know we travel like all the time. Yeah. You, we were like taking road trips everywhere and going to all these new places, location scouting or just vacations or just you know road trips to see new you know and to not be able to do that to basically not be able to leave your little area that you're in sucked. Yeah. I mean, I'm so ramped up to take a fuck road trip somewhere we were anywhere. averaging like every three months yeah like, yeah like all over the country and and those were some of the best times and some of our best moments in those road trips those car rides and and like not to be able to do that yeah it sucks yeah i'm i'm ready so ready to get back to that i agree i agree uh my number one is not being able to see family because i mean i have family in the south i have family in the midwest i have family like just everywhere and you can't go anywhere you can't see them you don't want to be in each other's space with each other's germs and especially now people getting tested not getting tested getting vaccinated not getting vaccinated it's just so scary but we do live in a very fortunate time to where we do have facetime we do have zoom we can see each other's faces and talk back and forth that way but it's not the same as actually hugging your loved one that's true so i yeah it is what it is man hopefully we just get this shit taken care of which plays right into my number one which was lack of physical connection for the year you know i'm a really physical guy i i like that you know when we did when we were able to take a couple of location scouting things or whatever you know and visit studios or whatever you couldn't just do the standard reach out handshake handshake. nice to meet you you know weird so no handshakes no hugs couldn't just give a good hug to somebody or a genuine kiss to somebody that you love or like no physical interaction is just like it's Socks. You know, I'm like craving just a good bear hug. I know. Like, you know, I just, God help the first person we're allowed to hug afterwards (laughs) because you you are in trouble. That's right. Um, But I mean, yeah, physical interaction. You don't realize how much you need it until you can't do it i I mean it's just i don't know yeah it's crazy man it's crazy but let's let's lift this up let's lift this thing up for our top five wishes for 2021 we're moving forward turning the page yes different chapter hopefully it's going to be better my number five is to tour tyler perry studios oh my goodness guys this thing looks fucking amazing if anybody doesn't know this is on a old confederate army base so this is just absolutely an amazing idea that Tyler Perry buying this land where his people were once enslaved and now where black people and African American people and people of color can make a profitability and make a name for themselves. It's absolutely magnificent. So many sound stages, so many freaking different. They have a whole White House yes. on the fucking like, yeah. lot. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. That would be an epic road trip to take. Yes. Like right there. Like boom. And we're going to do it. 
We're going to do it. We are. All right. My number five <laughs> has a lot to do with my things that sucked. <laughs> so uh, my number five is to have a year with no negativity or drama. Yeah. Like, guys, I, I posted a little thing the other day, and I, I hope you guys saw it, about how your day is as happy as you want it to be. Exactly. Like, the, you know, good things, bad things, like, like that. that's all up to you. Things happen every day. It's how you choose to react to them. So I'm choosing to not have negativity. I'm choosing not to have drama. That That's important to me. That's a big goal this year. Yeah, I love it. I love the statuses you've been posting every day because I feel like also interacting with those people who might not even realize they get in that rut. I yeah. feel like those help the, like yourself and them talk about things and like just be able to be happier. Like your Muppet thing. Who's your favorite Muppet? I have no idea. No, I don't think anybody answered yeah. No, no, an old, old, old friend of mine from like, can you middle school? Yeah, middle school. Like, I mean, she was a year older than me. My best friend, uh, it was his older sister. She was a year older, but she guessed it. It's animal for animal. anybody who who didn't know. Yeah. It was animal, and was, she nailed it. I was just going back every like couple hours looking at your yeah. status, and nobody was guessing. This and shit. I'll and I'll tell you why it's animal and when it became animal, and it's so like because I did. I like there were great guesses, Swedish Chef, and like all of them, and all of them are true. I did love all of them and everything, but it became animal. I was always a fan of Animal to begin with, but it overall became Animal with Muppet Babies. Mm. Because at the end of every show, <laughs> he would do that, Animal, go bye-bye! And I just fucking loved it. I, I just like, no, this is a badass dude. And he grows up to be a rock and roll drummer and like all this stuff. That was it. Yeah, animal. That's great. So I'm going to be drawing Animal, guys. Yeah. You'll see it. You'll see yeah, it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> but Marie finally got it. So yes. kudos, Marie. Uh, you know me way too well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, number four for me, uh, once it's safe and once we're able to getting out back to la i mean guys it's one of the most beautiful cities like there's always things going on and everybody knows we are filmmakers we are producers we are writers we're anything and everything that has to do with the entertainment industry and that's just where we need to be that is our it's where our heart is it's where our brain is like that is where we're supposed to be. Yeah, and you guys know we made the move out there and then some family health stuff brought us here and then COVID hit and like so many, we we didn't go back. We, no. we just have rode out the pandemic, you know, away from LA, which I'm with you. I mean, I'm so ready to get back. I, I miss it desperately. Um, I love the place. Yeah. People can say whatever they want about it and right now it's an absolute hellhole. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it, but I, I love it. Yeah. And, but Never have I been more inspired by anywhere. Yeah, but we are huge firm believers of everything happens for a reason. That's and right. This happened for a reason. So that for us being moved across the country. So I mean, but yeah, can't wait to get the fuck back out there. Me too. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. Uh, my number four is, and I think this is extremely important because I fall into a rut sometimes of always putting other people first. Yeah. And sometimes to the detriment of myself because you have to be healthy too. You have to focus on yourself sometimes. Otherwise, you can't help other people. Exactly. And I fall into that way too often most of my life. So one of my focuses for this year is to definitely focus more on me and my happiness so that I can inspire others, so that I can do things for other people. But if you're not in the right frame of mind for yourself and you're not happy yourself, then you can't do that for others. And so I'm working really hard on always 
helping others, but learning to prioritize my needs also and not, you know, negating my needs to, for others, you know, because sometimes you can't do that. Yeah. You got to help others. You got to do things for others. Be nice to others, but not at the expense of forgetting to take care of yourself. Yeah. Can't do that. Completely agree, man. Completely agree. Uh, number three for me is to get healthier, be more active. Like, I mean, 2020, of course, sucked for everybody. And with that, there were sweets. There were so many sweets, so much <laughs> chocolate. Everybody talks about quarantine 15. Mine was like, this is the most I've ever weighed ever. I mean, still not a lot. But still, I just want to get back into shapes, played sports all throughout life, basically. And then now, not being in school and not getting that physical activity, I have to do it myself and have to be more disciplined and more like just ready to do it. So, yes, getting healthier and making making smarter decisions and eating a lot of baked chicken right now. There you go. <laughs> uh, my number three is exactly the same. I played sports all throughout hockey, baseball, basketball, football, swimming, everything. Literally, my goal is to get back into my playing day shape. Like, like, yes, yeah, I, that, that, that is it. Healthy, get back into shape like that, you know, and, and yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. I, too, am eating a shit ton of healthy food. Yes. Like, and working out relentlessly every day. And, like, um, so it's going to happen. It's, it's necessary. It's it necessary. is. It's necessary. Exactly. Number two, uh, I accidentally said it a little bit earlier. Uh, like, literally la- my last thing. Um, <laughs> be more disciplined. But with this, I mean, be more on a schedule. Because yes. having a schedule and being set to do something at a certain time or even on a certain day is very important for success and especially to keep moving forward in this industry. I mean, you have to always be doing something. So to be more disciplined and not be fucking lazy because we can all get in a rut. There's so many streaming services right now. We love all of them and there's so many shows we feel like we have to catch up. But yes. I'm, I personally am trying to limit myself to – one of those sweet pleasure shows, like once a day, one episode a day. Uh, I'm not talking about Pornhub, guys. Um, but I'm, yeah, be more disciplined so we can make our dreams come true 2021 because that's what it's about. Yeah, man. Cause, and, and part of that is like writing shit down, having exactly. a schedule, having an itinerary because, you know, what? what is that old thing? You know, it, it's, it's not a goal until you write it down. It's a dream before that, but it's a goal once you write it down. Exactly. So, you know, that, yeah, I'm totally with you. I love that. I love that one. Um, my number two is to get everything in order to get our drafts revised, to get our shit, like put it all together, do all the workings that we need to do, collaborate, work, process, do whatever we got to do, and then get in the room where it happens. Yes. To get in the room where it happens and pitch our projects. Yes. Because, guys, I fucking love it. I live for it. I participated in a panel to tell people how to do it. I I want to be in the room and be able to pitch because, God, I'm good. And (laughs) I just want to get in the room. So that's my number two is to do everything that we need to do to get our projects to the point where they are ready to pitch and then get in the room. Yes. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. My number one is to try to be better at controlling my mental health as best as possible because it's very important. We've talked about mental health very recently on past shows. Um, It's very important with where you go in the future and how to just kind of accept what happened in the past. Um, Right now, there's a beautiful like documentary series. I don't even know if you want to. It's kind of like a self guide Mm -hmm. on uh, meditation. So I'm meditating right now and 
trying to figure all that out, trying to center myself and try to just control anxiety because I'm a very anxious person. So it's very good to try to control the mental health and trying to, you know, just navigate. I mean, of course, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days. But to try to find the balance and be able to bring yourself out of a rut that you might accidentally fall in, it's very important. Guys, absolutely, and and meditation is no joke. Like I do, he knows. Guys, I, I I listen to it every night. Like, like like that's no joke. That is real. Like some some just inner personal downtime space for yourself to where exactly. it's just you and your thoughts and getting your shit together. It is so helpful. It is so helpful. I mean, highly recommend meditation to anybody and everybody. It's it's always a good thing. Um, my number one. It's going to happen. We're already on track for it. We're already super excited about this. It will happen this year, which is why it's my number one, because I feel confident. Um, let's see. Achoo! There it is. There it is. Like, see? And that has nothing to do with not being healthy. Yeah. That's that's, just, yeah. I have sinuses. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if five more happened. Be prepared. Like, <laughs> it's that Bergman curse, man. We, <laughs> we, we, once, once we sneeze, we can't stop. Um, my number one, direct our first film. Yes. I am so – I've directed some things in the past. You guys, you guys know, but I am so excited. I've never directed a film. And the idea of being able to do it as a duo – you know, yes. and have us be able to show the world what we can do from our creative minds visually in a directing standpoint, you know. Um, I'm so super excited to finally get that under the belt and show everybody what we're capable of with directing. Um, we have a great project. We have a great short film. Uh, and and I am super stoked. I am so too. my number one goal is to direct that first film and, and to get it out there and just – it's going to be epic. It will. It will. What are your top five things you're hoping for for 2021? Because let's just pass on that negativity. Let's just get that That's out right. of the way. Whoop. What are your top five things for 2021? Your wishes, your resolutions, any of that positivity. We want to know. We love interacting with the fans. So please let us know. Comment below on the podcast platforms, on the YouTube comment section, or on a, any social media platform that we are on. Because you guys know we are on all of them. We're everywhere. And we're everywhere. <laughs> Uh, now it is time for the box office recap. Wonder Woman did have that theatrical release on Christmas Day, and it pulled in uh, $5.5 million, which I am kind of surprised about. Yeah. Um, because I, everything's so up in the air. Yeah, because right this is like third week, right? Yeah. These are These are third week totals, 5.5. So... Um, cause it, I mean, yeah, I'm shocked that it's still making that much money in, yeah. in the theaters, especially since it's about to go unfavorable on Rotten Tomatoes. It's about to be yeah. rotten. I, so. I mean, my opinion could have been better. Yes. Could have been better. But there was a lot of filler stuff. I uh, got to tell you though, other than Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan, mm -hmm. most second films in a trilogy are, are that, yeah. right? Like, like I mean, so I feel like if you're going to have the clunker in the three, the second one's the one to yeah. do it in. So Or Dark Knight. Dark Knight is also in that Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Because Batman yeah. Begins was Wonder Woman 1984, basically, oh, in damn. my opinion. Damn. In my opinion. See, I would throw in Superman 2, but I can't because Superman 2 and Superman 1 were all, basically all, all one, one long yeah. film. So you can't say that that second one was the epic pinnacle Speaking of... Speaking of Superman, did you see the picture of um, 
Henry Cavill wearing yeah, Christopher, Christopher Reeves, Reeves' suit. Oh my god. Yeah. Now see, that should tell Warner Brothers right there that Zack Snyder is your guy. He is. He put him in the Christopher Reeves suit for the audition. That shows you where he's at with the DC legacy. Yes. I mean, so what if he went darker? Who cares? He it, uh, Patty Jenkins did it with the first Wonder Woman, an homage to the Superman film, Christopher Reeves Superman yes. film. That's where you need Hamada. Are you listening? Are you listening? Are right you now? listening? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that was a great picture. It really it was. was. Great, he looked bad, and that was no fake muscle suit no. like like the Man of Steel one. That was just him. Yeah, and it looked badass. It like, did. It really did. Uh, anyway, number two <laughs> is the Crudes at New Age. It pulled in two point two million. Uh, News of the World pulled in one point seven. That's million. a Tom Hanks one. Oh, okay. That Western one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that one looks interesting. I it do does. want to see that one. Um, Monster Hunter pulled in $1.3 million and uh, Fatal, Fatal, uh, pulled in $702,000. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. And movies that might come out near you, uh, Feast of the Seven Fishes, The Marksman, Wrath of Man, Don't Tell a Soul, and Jumanji Level One. Oh, and movies you could possibly still go see at Planet in a theater near you. Promising Young Women, Pinocchio, A War with Grandpa. Bobby's still there. Still there, he's man. still there, man. Uh, he's not in the top five anymore, but he's still there. He is. Alien and Come Play. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Uh, now, heading over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. You guys know we love this app. Yes. I used it just the other day to reach out to Moriarty himself, Andrew Scott, to try to get on the show. Dude, I really hope so. That would be fucking badass because I'm watching Sherlock, BBC Sherlock right now, Benedict Cumberbatch. It's so good. And Martin Freeman. And Martin Freeman. Yeah. It's so damn They're good. epic in the MCU together. They but are. But they were epic on Sherlock before that. Yes. So. so good. So good. But yes, guys, IMDb Pro is such an amazing app, especially if you're an up-and-comer in the entertainment industry. It's definitely worth the $19.99 that you are going to spend on it. And, I mean, you can get anything and everything when it has to do with the entertainment industry. You can track people. You can get contacts for people. You can audition, uh, submit yourself to projects, and you can... Can also track us and look up our projects to try to audition. It's true. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's right. <laughs> um, and, and guys, they always give you a thirty-day free trial. They do. And trust me, when you take that thirty-day free trial, you'll be hooked. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you're not going to give it up afterwards. It's Agreed. like that good. Agreed. So. Uh, the movie this week, by no surprise, because everybody's talking about. It, they've been talking about it since Christmas. Wonder Woman, 1984. It is what it is. I think, honestly, personal personal opinion i think the best part of that film is pedro pascal in my opinion yeah i yeah he's hilarious yeah he I, is he's he's fantastic yeah yeah it's uh fantastic. i it was really weird i thought what's her face is uh cheetah cheetah she came in way too late i was yeah and i was really disappointed yeah i thought i was hoping for more from cheetah yeah and it just was not good yeah it was like like a uh i don't know it was kind of like a throwaway villain yeah yeah, it, it just... And that's supposed to be, like, one of her main, like, villains, right? One of her main, like, yeah. rivals. So, 
That's that's very disappointing. It'd be interesting to see what happens with that character. I next. did I did love the iconic cameo by Linda Carter. Though. That was badass. That was badass. That was really badass. And so. hopefully they play on that a little bit more in Wonder Woman three. Right, because that like, would be epic. Like, that's who she was looking for, right? Exactly. Yeah. That was the the one the original Amazon in the golden armor that yeah. saved mankind. So and I love that they made that Linda Carter again. Patty Jenkins paying homage <laughs> exactly. to the DC legacy that worked in the past. So uh, it's good stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the top trending TV show is Bridgerton, Netflix's original series. Everybody's talking about this. Shonda right Rhimes, man. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes. This is like series, her biggie. Yeah. yeah, with Netflix. I'm super pumped to watch it. I know Lil' Cam and I really want to watch it. So, I mean, period piece, man. It's huge right now. It's yeah. definitely huge. Uh, want to watch that one. There's really? a lot of controversy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, GMA know. talks about it every single time I watch a GMA. Yeah, it's become like the new Downton Abbey. Yeah, kind of. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I feel like that's it, it's got that type of hype. You know, so but it's Shonda Rhimes, of course, it's got hype. Yeah, I mean, come on. All right, the top trending star is Reg Jean Page. I think. Uh, what What do you say? I would say uh, Regé Jean Page. Regé Jean Page. Is she? Are they French? Uh, they're like, from Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yep. All right. They're, they're, they star in Bridgerton. Oh, that he, that makes yeah. sense. He he. Yeah. There he is, right there. Whatever. Uh, just to let everybody know who's listening and watching the YouTube channel, Jason knows how bad I am at names. This man put in parentheses. This ought to be good. Right. Right. That bastard. And Jason, if 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 you're listening, buddy, I didn't l- overlook your Chris Webber. You're right. I was super stoked about it. But we don't have a studio yet. So when they announce the studio, we will be talking about you it. You already because know. I am super pumped about a potential Fab Five series. Yes. Yes. Super pumped. I'm just yeah. saying. Super pumped. Just yes. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you for getting crazy with us on episode 144 of Inside the Crazy yes. Ant Farm. Be sure to follow the company and the podcast on social media everybody knows we're everywhere crazy ant media and at it calf podcast and of course follow us both personally on social media myself jlo fantastic and crazy ant guy 1970 that's right and you guys know you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast and i'm talking anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, radio podbean stitcher and so much more we're literally everywhere and if you're watching this on youtube hello happy new year I mean, if you're listening, Happy New Year as well. Uh, um, but yes, you guys know you can like this video, subscribe to our channel, and boom, ring the that's bell. That's right. I'm getting her this year. You have Shit, to. That should have been on my top that's five goals wish. for 2020. Yeah, that's the wish. <laughs> Anita Ward. Boom. Yeah, it's so good, man. So She's going to do it. She's going to tell everybody to ring the bell. She's going to do it. I know. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> but so super thankful for all the subscribers and followers, especially those who've been with us since day one. Y'all yes. are freaking amazing. And follow Peanut the Puppy. Yes, of course. Everybody saw we got a dog. There's going to yes. be Doggy Fridays on the Crazy Ant Media page <laughs> now. So there's going to be adorable, adorable pictures of him. And of course, follow his own personal Instagram page. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, visit our website, <laughs> www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Like I said, next week, there's going to be another addition to the Crazy Ant Media yes. family. Uh, super pumped about that. And I'm sure all everyone's going to be pumped about that, especially our female listeners. That's right. And and you can get your Bonk New Year. Yes. Uh, like, like, Bonk you know, New Year's. Man, he's all gussied up. He's got the top 
Bucks hat, good. the cane, and the spats shoes, and yeah, like I good. mean, it's fantastic. Yes, yeah. Um, personally, my favorite part of the episode is probably talking about Roku because they are on the rise, man. Our prediction is they're going to be like Apple and start doing their own original content and become one of these major streaming hubs where they have original content and also provide the other streaming services. Yeah, absolutely. Well, without doubt, my favorite part of the show was Marvel finally being on Disney Plus and finally, like yeah. you know some new content and Feige moving forward with the Star oh, Wars so movie about that and one like doing, yeah. uh, I mean all of that because I'm total geek. Um, but yeah, I, I mean yeah, my favorite for sure. Yeah, and uh, also if you guys are into the whole geek fandom pop culture, uh, Watch Mojo on YouTube is also putting out how geek fandom turned into pop culture series. It's very badass. Uh, yes. So be sure to check that out. But of course, the goal for 2021 <laughs> right. is to get her herself on the show. You guys know who it is. You know her. We love her. Oprah. Oprah!